0: Welcome to The Power of Faith with David Hathaway. Prayer is essential for every believer. It is how we build our relationship with the Lord. In this message, David will teach on a life of prayer. In Luke 11, when Jesus had finished praying, one of his disciples came to him, saying, Lord, teach us how to pray all his life. David has been seeking to understand the power of prayer and especially prayer that gets an answer when he was in prison for Bible smuggling in 1972 David reached a point of such desperation that he cried out Lord teach me how to pray my way out of prison also in this message David will teach from James chapter 5 verse 14 is any sick among you Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with all, in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, shall save the sick. This instruction is for the believers in the church, the ministry within the body of Christ. It clearly calls for the elders, the all, praying in faith, and forgiveness, within the church. All the other references, in the Gospels about healing, where Jesus is speaking, must be for the evangelist. As Jesus commands his disciples, remember this is not to the church, which did not come into existence until Pentecost, and he always says, preach the gospel. Heal the sick. In order to demonstrate that Jesus is alive to unbelievers, and to uplift, and glorify the name of Jesus, we need to preach, under a strong anointing of faith, by the Holy Spirit, which will bring signs, wonders, miracles, and healings. We must have evangelism with power and fire to bring real confirmation of the truth we preach. Now, please join David as he ministers today's word.
1: I want to talk to you about um, an issue which I do talk a lot about, but I feel very concerned about, which is prayer because I do realize that, as I look back over my ministry, that a number of issues have, a number of things, have played a very important part in my life and my ministry. Yes, of course, um, studying the Word of God and uh, trying to follow its commands, its precepts, but also, to have a life of prayer and although probably my aspect um, uh, with regard to prayer is different to um, a lot of people uh, people would not uh, easily recognize how I pray but I'm going to try and show you because it certainly is effective very effective in my life and um, There are two things about prayer. One is that my father was a great man of prayer. Amongst other things, he was a student of the Word of God. He was a preacher. He was one of the founders of the Pentecostal movement in Britain. But more than that, he was, to me and in my life, a man of prayer. And I do believe that in one sense, as I look back over my 90 years, that much of the influence in my early days was through my father's praying, and I suppose I am a product of my father's prayer, and that's quite something. But also prayer plays a very major part in my life. And uh, you realise this partly because of certain miracles in my life and uh, Uh, one is the two times that I've been healed of cancer through prayer. And that was only through prayer. It wasn't laying on of hands. It was prayer uh, because I didn't have other people praying for me. I (laughs) had to deal with it myself. And the other is, of course, the uh, absolute miracle which I've been celebrating recently, which is of the release from prison. I was put in prison as I'm speaking 50 years ago and came out one year later, so it's 49 years since my release. Now if I'm going to talk about about prayer, I'm also going to refer marginally to healing, because the first scripture that I want to bring to you is from James chapter 5 and basically it's in verses 13 to 16 and I'm going to read it because here James says is any of you in trouble? Let him pray. Anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. If there is any sick, Let them call for the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of Jesus and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails." So now you have here two challenges in this, because in one it's dealing with prayer for healing. And uh, I have a little bit of a battle on this, and possibly This isn't a full explanation, but I do believe that there are in one sense two different ministries of prayer for the sick. And if I'm talking about prayer, this is part of it, because I pray as an evangelist. And as an evangelist, I follow Mark 16, verse 15. These signs will follow those that believe they will lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. There's no mention there of anointing with oil. And I don't find it's possible in the vast meetings that I hold to even attempt to anoint people with oil. I never have done because... Um, I believe the authority in given to me by Jesus, and this was a direct command from him in Mark 16, is that this is an evidence and a sign that follow those that believe and have received the Holy Spirit, that they will lay hands on the sick. And in laying on of hands and prayer comes the miracle. But in James, I believe it's a different situation because here we're dealing with the church and he's talking to the church very, very strongly when he says in verse 16, is anyone in difficulty? He should pray, correct? If anyone is happy, let him sing songs of praise. That's worship. And then he says, if there's any sick among you, now that's in the church, that is in the church, is any sick among you, they should call for the elders of the church, that's the pastoral ministry, who should pray over them anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. So here you see a ministry in the church, which I see as different to the ministry of the evangelist, because Yes, I very often have to bring other people to join me in prayer when there's multitudes of people wanting prayer, but it's following the command of Jesus in, in, uh, in, where it comes in Mark's Gospel, Mark's Gospel, chapter 16. But here in James, it is the ministry of the church. Now, I'm wanting to talk also about prayer in itself, and here not specifically prayer for healing, but prayer in the more general sense of how I have to pray. And although I pray with the sick, and I've prayed with Oh, come on, (laughs) not just hundreds of thousands, it runs into millions of people that I've prayed for because I can pray for 10,000 people in one meeting. But what I'm looking at here is the importance of prayer in our personal lives. But also, James brings a totally different concept into this. Because if you look at the command of prayer, I mean, you go back to the disciples when they were perplexed as to how to pray. And they said to Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. And he said, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And so on. You know the Lord's Prayer. But I do believe that that is a very basic level. And I don't use that. And in fact, because uh, when I was a boy in school, we had an assembly every morning with a hymn, a prayer and a Bible reading, and uh, the boys repeated the Lord's Prayer. But unfortunately, um, being boys in the school and not being Christian, they twisted the words so much so that I said I would never ever use that prayer. And the only time I've ever used it was when I was in the prison. And when I was absolutely in distress because uh, I was saying to the Lord, Lord, I've been praying, I'm praying for food, I don't get it, I'm praying for my family to come, they're not permitted to visit, I'm praying for my release. And everything I said to the Lord that morning, everything I asked for, there, there is no answer. It's as if the heavens are like brass. Shut up against me. And it was only then in desperation that, um, yes, the Holy Spirit reminded me of the scripture, uh, that how the disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And I said, well, you better teach me how to pray. But when I did, it was well you have to read the book because it was the most powerful marvel experience of my life when it seemed as if the whole roof of the prison came off i could hear the angelic choirs i could sense the very presence of god i was alone in the cell at the time and so much so that in out of despair I jumped up and I began to run around that cell singing at the top of my voice, saying, sings my soul, my Saviour God to thee, how great thou art.
0: David Hathaway's ministry in Ukraine continues to provide humanitarian and spiritual relief to the displaced and those who have lived under Russian occupation. Daily, we distribute bread, water, sanitary items, medicines, and other basic supplies. In addition, our staff provide spiritual and emotional support to people broken down by war and destruction. Weekly, we broadcast the gospel in both the Ukrainian and Russian languages. And we distribute Bibles. Even though the Russians have now left the Kyiv region, the fighting continues in the Donbas region. But despite these dangers, we will not stop helping those in need. To make a donation, visit eurovision.org.uk forward slash donation. Thank you for listening to the Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person. Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.